Hello, and welcome to The Franchise Life. I am your host, Stacey Shannon. Today, I have an amazing new concept that started it franchising, actually, in 2022, but they were founded in 2017, and the name of the brand is Temporary Wall Systems. And with me today, I have Patrick Kiesling, who is the president of Temporary Wall Systems. He is also a multi-brand franchisee with over 15 years experience in the franchise industry. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, my pleasure. So let's just dive right in. So I mentioned that this brand uh, just started franchising in 2022. With that said, it is experiencing incredible growth. So to date, you have awarded 47 territories with 30 of those being in the United States and 17 in Canada. That is fantastic. It is. Yeah. The growth that we're experiencing now is just, it's absolutely amazing. I think that we've, um, number one, we have a, it's a good contact concept. It's a good team of people behind it um, with the processes and the systems that we're putting in place. And it's just a unique industry. Um, so people on the outside come in and look at it and just the things that um, we're working on and doing as it relates to the business model, as it relates to a B2B model, recurring based revenue in the equipment rental space. I mean, all of these things are obviously attracting uh, many people to us from the franchising uh, world. So let's start at the top. What is Temporary Wall Systems? So Temporary Wall Systems um, is a full service, and by full service, I say install and dismantle um, rentable modular wall containment for construction projects for occupied renovation. So to shorten it, we rent walls. That's what we do. <laughs> um, and so when we say that, um, people's their first reaction is, huh, you rent walls? Um, but yeah, so um, on construction sites, uh, occupied sites, typically what you'll see is plastic barriers or you'll see uh, drywall partitions that are built and then torn down um, on a construction project. Um, what we do is we have uh, metal, it's metal aluminum um, with foam core uh, rentable walls that we put up in place of these things. So if it takes them, you know, it takes someone three days to build drywall um, for a partition or to block off a construction site, um, we can put our panels up in, you know, two to three hours, um, take them down in two to three hours. We have no waste. So it's sustainable, um, what we're doing and, um, we do it all for the, for the customers. So just kind of take our, our main selling point here is we have a product and service that no one else does, but also our customer service as it relates to this business um, is very important to us for the, for the reason of many of these B2B relationships, they're going to be recurring 90 plus percent of our um, customer base is going to come back for more, but also uh, we have a unique opportunity where our construction management companies and our customers will be regional or nationwide, meaning that our franchisees in the Southeast are all going to service the same customers in different cities. Um, same as in the Northeast or the West or the Northeast. Um, you know, so we have to maintain a pretty high standard with our customer service and our product, just because we will be, um, working with multiple franchisees, working with the same customer across the country. So that's interesting. I hadn't given that any thought. So is this, uh, do you have any national relationships 
with, uh, say, larger national companies that are leveraging so, your franchisees in different regions? Yeah, so we so we absolutely do. And right now we're focusing mainly on the Northeast and the Southeast because that's where most of our relationships or franchisee relationships and partnerships have come into place. But um, a couple examples, uh, we've done many of the CBS uh, interior renovations across the eastern side of the United States. We actually just got in with some McDonald's franchisees. We did a job on uh, Sunday in the Raleigh-Durham area. Um, but as we look at the big picture of this, we have, we have many um, regional hospitals that we work with. So franchisees will work with these hospitals together. Um, but the as we are growing, and again, we're growing very fast, is it's kind of a give and take, right? And, and anyone that's been in the franchising space realizes this is you don't want to go out to and build your national accounts until you've saturated, you know, the majority of the markets because you don't want to tell a, a lot of customers no. Um, but to answer your question, we've got several, I would call them more regional type accounts. And then we are moving into very quickly based on how fast we're growing um, into the national account. So we anticipate that within, let's say, one year from today, uh, the national account side of our business will be a very large part of the business. So not a huge part today. It's more local and regional, but we do anticipate long term as our franchisees um, build inventory, you know, buy more inventory for their market. As we add more franchisees into the market, that will be uh, a significant portion of the business. That's really interesting. And again, that's not anything I had given consideration to when I, you know, have dug into this brand. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a fun fact, Patrick, you are also a temporary walls investor. So this is one of the brands that you are invested in. And Mm -hmm. so, so this is okay. We being in the franchise industry, you've been in it for 15 years, longer than I have. What what was it about this brand against the hundreds of brands that you're exposed to that drew you mm-hmm. to it and, you know, made you make the personal investment? Yeah, for sure. So great question. So I answer this question all the time with uh, <laughs> franchisees that are coming in. Um, so like we, we, I don't know if we talked about it before yet on this call. I think maybe we were talking about it before, but so I've owned and operated uh, let's say three different franchise brands in all different types of industries. So I've been in um, the painting franchise industry, which I, I loved it at the time. Would I want to do it forever? Maybe not. Um, I've been in the food service space. I've been in uh, a dumpster rental um, franchise space. And so I've, I've done several different things. Uh, and really my most recent brand that I opened was a roofing concept. So I was a one of the founders of that is the franchisor, but then I also invested in in the um, local location, Charlotte, North Carolina. And my partners and I in that business were looking for, you know, what are we going to do next? And we, we were looking at all, I mean, just like you said, there's so many concepts out there. There's so many possibilities and there's no, I mean, I like to say there's no right or wrong answer, right? I mean, like every, every potential uh, business owner, franchisee has different strengths and weaknesses. They have different personality, just different interests. Um, and so after building the roofing franchise that we own, we were really looking for something that would diversify a little bit. So um, with the roofing, there's a lot of ups and downs, right? So when there's storms or when the weather is bad, there's a lot of revenue and sales that are coming in. But in the slow season, there's, I mean, there's nothing, 
you know, so that's the ups and downs of the business. Uh, so we were looking for something specifically that would even out those ups and downs, um, but also operationally um, would be low overhead, would be, we don't want to hire a bunch of staff to run it. You know, we, we, there were certain parameters that we were looking for. So um, I, I came across this concept on, on LinkedIn. I, I think I saw, I saw Homefront Brands, which is the parent company. Uh, temporary wall systems. It popped up on my LinkedIn feed. I looked at it and my partners and I talked about it. And I think I was telling you this earlier, maybe today, but randomly the Jeff Duden, who actually told me to tell you, Stacey, he wants to get on this uh, podcast with you in the future. So okay. just keep that in mind. <laughs> um, he called me randomly and he said that he was looking for a president for one of his brands. And I asked him which one, and he said temporary wall systems. Uh, so within a week of him asking me that, I came on board as the president. And at the same time, we had been doing due diligence on temp walls as a franchisee. Um, and obviously, when I came on board as the president, everything kind of fell into place. And um, I, I think I signed my agreement a couple of days before I actually started as president, but it was all kind of happening at once, and it all happened pretty fast. But just like you said, the the uh, your market was awarded recently pretty quickly, and um, the potential was going to happen in Charlotte as well. And I just wanted to make sure that I, you know, this is, it's my backyard. I, I wanted to own it. I was going to be there anyway. Um, so we made the investment. We bought, we bought out the market. Um, we actually have not launched yet. So we are starting our onboarding process in on March 1st. So we're a couple days away. Um, and then our onboarding is, um, it's about eight weeks long, just the things that we'll go to leading up to the launch. Um, but we'll get started on that very soon uh, in the Charlotte market and, um, you know, build our own little franchise location here. Uh, how impress, impressive it is. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because I am, I, I have fallen in love with this brand and I am heartbroken to hear that <laughs> the local area here in Palm Beach County um, is going to be awarded soon, I believe. I don't mm -hmm. believe they've signed yet, but they've gone through right. discovery and have been approved. Mm -hmm. So Yes, that was a, a bit of a letdown for me because I've owned a couple businesses, uh, indoor fitness studio and a mm -hmm. pest mosquito pest control business. And, you know, just as you mentioned, when you and your partners were decide, you know, talking about the different attributes of what a, your next investment uh, you would like mm -hmm. it to have, this one covers everything. It's business to business. I I, I, I'm, I've owned two B2C businesses, so mm -hmm. I'm ready to own a B2B business. Yeah, It's a home-based business model. It has recurring revenue. You know, you mentioned, uh, this is a rentable, these walls are rentable. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of reuse when you dismantle yep. these, then they get reused for a future mm -hmm. customer which is just fantastic. And now that you've shared, there's also national partnerships. That's just like salt in the wound for me. <laughs> so, but anyhow, I'm excited to, um, oh, oh, so let me share this though. I did reach out to a gentleman that I spoke to probably four to six weeks ago. And, mm -hmm. um, he really, he already owns a 
franchise that's a B2B. It's in property management. So I reached out to him last Friday. I'm like, listen, I want to show you this. Take a look at this material and let me know if there's any interest. So he's like, let me look at it over the weekend. And actually, he came back that same day, asked me multiple questions. And then Monday of this week, he he said, yes, I need to learn more. So the team will be having a call with him on Friday, which I'm super excited about. But okay, enough about me and, and all that. So let's talk about um, how does this work? So let's, you're a franchise owner. So when you do a quote, you secure a job, how, what is the, the, I guess the distribution of the walls, the ordering system, you know, there's a manufacturer that comes into play. So talk me through that relationship a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, and I'll, can I just start with our onboarding process and just kind of walk through, because sure. I think that'll answer a lot of questions. So, um, so I said this before is, so when you, any, anyone that decides they want to do this, so they say, yes, I want to do this is we enter into what we call our onboarding process, which is eight weeks. And it's, we've got tasks that have to be completed each week. Each week builds upon the last week to lead you up to your launch date. Um, you know, of a successful location. So um, throughout that process, we're doing many different things. Like we're, we're starting um, to learn about the product in week two. We're starting to prospect and network in our market in week four. We're starting to learn how to uh, quote jobs, um, blueprint read, things like that in week five. Um, so all this stuff is happening before you even launch the business, right? So, so we are educating the franchisees as they're going through the process. And our goal here is when our franchisees launch the business, they have their inventory, they know how to quote, they know how to sell, they've already done all these things and they're installing jobs at that point. Um, but from the perspective of, so, so inventory, so how does it work? Um, we have standard inventory packages. So we have one package that's 150 linear feet of panels or walls. And then we have one that's 300 linear feet of panels or walls. Um, and this, which one you pick is, I mean, many different things, whether you're funding, whether you're paying cash out of pocket, whatever the case may be, um, you pick your equipment or your inventory package just based on um, your launch in the market, how much you're going to spend on marketing. Are you, if you're hiring a sales team immediately, then we're probably going to get the larger equipment package because you have, you know, you want more wall to sell. Um, but with that, we have a, a preferred vendor or um, they provide us exclusive products for this. They're based out of Canada, um, where the manufacturing is done. Uh, but we also have a distribution center in Atlanta, Georgia. And another fun fact about them is um, they've been working with Jeff Duden, who's the founder of Homefront Brands, which is the parent company of Temporary Wall Systems um, since back in his Advantage Clean days. So they've the relationship is 20 plus years long um, there. And our manufacturer also bought um, multiple franchise locations of temporary wall systems in Canada. So, so our vendor and manufacturer is also a franchisee because that's how much they believed in the product. So that's an interesting fact there, um, for you. Wow. That is incredible that I have not heard of that happening before. So, yeah, and so, so it's interesting. And I'll, I'll tell you like a little backstory on it is they manufactured this product for, several years and they were trying to sell it direct into the market and everybody they tried to sell it to said, well, I don't want to buy it. Do you have like, is there a way I can rent it? Because if you, if, if someone buys it, you've got to learn how to put it up. You've got to store it when it's done. You got to keep them clean. And inevitably anyone that's rented equipment before from 
anyone knows that the stuff gets broken. It's you lose parts, you lose pieces, and it's just it becomes a, a big hassle. So our founder of the company in 2017, he was a he was a carpenter. He was actually a union carpenter for 20 years, and he started working with this product. And he was on a job site where they had some of these walls. Um, they had purchased them, and they kept breaking. They kept falling apart. They kept losing parts, and it was just a huge hassle. And one of his crew members, fellow crew members said, somebody should rent these things out. So he said, I'm going to do it. So he mortgaged his house. He bought some walls. He started the business and grew it over a four to five year period. Um, and then he partnered with Homefront Brands. Jeff Duden at the same time partnered with our manufacturer in um, Canada. And um, when our manufacturer heard, hey, we've got a franchise model to rent these, they've been hearing from their customers for years. I wish there was a rental model. So as soon as we came to them with the rental model and the franchise, um, they committed fully. They just built a, uh, I want to say it's a hundred thousand square foot manufacturing facility to, to just be ready for the, the growth that's already coming in to make sure they're able to um, service our customers. But I always like to point that fact out because they, so they know the industry, I mean, as good as anyone, us, them, like no one else knows this industry better. And they knew from having been in it, that this was the model so much so that they invested their own money into buying franchise locations. How inspiring. So this is an exclusive relationship that, mm-hmm. that Homefront brands or temp walls has with the manufacturer. So it's not like I could walk in and, you know, start a similar to business per se. So you, we have parts and pieces that are exclusive to us only. So some of the connection devices and things like that, um, there is, so we get extreme discounts off the product, right? And as we scale up, we get those discounts more and more. Um, it is, we have a relationship with them in that if we have jobs where let's say a franchisee doesn't have enough wall or for instance, or maybe they don't, they don't want to invest in the wall. We have the ability to go to the manufacturer and sell a customer some of that wall that then we would install and take down. So we can still collect revenue from it. Um, we haven't seen that. I mean, almost never, but there are certain instances where maybe there's a job in, uh, I'm trying to think of a state that we don't have a franchisee, Iowa. Maybe there's a job in the middle of Iowa and we want the awareness to get out there because one day we're going to have a franchisee there. Um, in that scenario, we may allow the sale of the walls to this customer in Iowa just so that we can build the awareness, but we also have the future potential to service them. It's so funny you pick Iowa. People just pick on Iowa because it's in the middle of nowhere. But I lived over 40 years of my life there. So that's where I was born and raised. Do you want to open a franchise there? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. I now live in Palm Beach County in paradise. So I'm, yeah. I'm good. I've owned a business in Iowa and it's not happening again. So yeah, I don't um, blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> but it's just funny you picked that out. Um, okay, so we've covered competition. Uh, let's touch on home front brands and what that means to temp walls and to, you know, a franchisee in the system. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, perfect. So Homefront, uh, like I mentioned before, is the parent company of um, Temporary Wall Systems. Headquarters is based out of Huntersville, North Carolina, which is just north of Charlotte. So it's the Charlotte, North Carolina metro area um, where we have our office and employees. So um, Jeff Duden 
former CEO of Advantage Clean built and um, sold that company. I don't remember what year it was, but last year he had the um, idea to start Homefront, which is you know launching brands, scaling brands up. Um, but really, the, so the benefit, what are the benefits to the franchisee? Um, we're able to share costs across multiple brands. So we're able to provide um, number one staffing needs that are going to be much higher than an individual franchise or would be able to offer just based on capital requirements. Um, but I would say that from my perspective, and I always speak from an operational perspective because that's, I mean, that's who I am. Um, but we are all on one platform from a data perspective. We're all under one platform from a CRM perspective. So everything that we're doing across all brands is uniform. Now the, there's obviously there's many benefits to that, right? Like we can pull any data we want at any time. So why do we pull data? The reason we pull data is we want to identify any potential issue as soon as possible so that we can correct it, or we can identify any, um, I mean, perspective win that we could double down on across you know, that location or locations across, you know, every one in the brand. Um, now the ability to do that at scale with many franchisees gives us pricing discounts. It gives us um, more sway with the vendor, right? I mean, if there's, if there's 30 franchisees, that's different than having 300, mm -hmm. right? You, you instantly get better pricing. You instantly get better. Uh, I don't want to say better service, but I mean, in a way, if 300 people say they need something, it'll happen a lot faster than if 30 do. Um, from a marketing perspective, again, it's, you know, we have the ability to um, leverage a very high level chief marketing officer. So if we were just one brand, would we have the ability to hire a chief marketing officer that um, had ran marketing for Bojangles? Probably not. We probably couldn't afford that individual. So this, again, allows us to spread that cost and leverage that talent um, across multiple brands so that we can still get the benefit of um, someone that's been in the industry for 30 plus years and, and has seen, I'm not going to say seeing it all because we, when COVID happened last year, we didn't quite see that one. Right. But, um, you know, from, from the perspective of just leveraging that talent um, across brands, we couldn't do it as an individual company, but we can do it um, with Homefront because we're spreading that cost. And that is, that, that is a huge differentiator because when somebody is looking, especially for a first-time investor, when they're looking at a brand that is more emerging, such as Templewalls, mm -hmm. knowing that yep. there's that financial backing behind the brand, which is Homefront Brands, should mm -hmm. give a level of assurance that, you know, this is a strong financially backed brand and it's not going mm -hmm. anywhere. So, okay. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that because I know we've mentioned Homefront a couple of times and we've mentioned Jeff Duden a lot. So when he listens yeah. to this, he's going to, he should be happy. So <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to have him reach out to you. I'm telling you, he told me, I told him that I was going to be on with you and he said, get me on that show. I want to speak to her. All so. right. Well, we'll do that. Um, let's talk about the ideal candidate. So we know you're a franchisee. I've introduced your background and experience, but not everybody is going to have, you know, that business ownership or franchise experience that you have. So share with me what your ideal candidate looks like and what type of attributes or skill sets are you looking for? 
Yeah, for sure. So, um, so I look at, I look at strengths and weaknesses. I mean, that's where I start all my conversations with all uh, potential candidates. And, and I like to break it down and say like, what is, what does any small business need to be successful? And it's, you need sales, you need operations or, you know, the day-to-day -day management and you need financial management ability. So like, those are the three categories I like to look at. Um, so from my perspective, as I, I'll just give myself as an example. So I am, what I find is typically our franchise or owners are good at one or two of those things. And they're not so good at one of those things or two of those things. So like for me personally, I'm, I'm really good at operations. I'm really good at financial management, but I'm, I'm not good at sales. I don't say I'm not good at it. It just drains me. Like if I go and I have to do sales all day, um, I want to be in bed at eight o'clock that night and I don't want anyone to talk to me for two days. So when, when I look at candidates and, and so what your strengths and weaknesses are irrelevant, right? I mean, and that's the benefit of being part of a franchise system is wherever your weakness is, that's the thing that we dive into and improve. And that's where we see the, you know, the biggest improvement in your business. Um, but really, so as we take that out of it, because I don't want someone to think, well, I have to be good at sales to do this. We have some owners that they're career salespeople and they're doing really well. And then we have other people who have never sold anything and they're doing really well. So we'll remove that out of it. Um, if I had to break it down to just one thing, well, let's say two things. Number one is like you want a process, you want a system to follow. So you're not going to come in and just recreate everything and do it your own way. Um, that would be one of the, you know, the big items that I want to point out. Um, and I mean, from a franchising perspective, if it's been done this way over and over again, then, you know, we want to continue doing it that way. And, and this ties into the culture and the brand as a whole, as we talked about earlier, as we start working at regional and national levels, um, it has to be consistent across the board. And that's how we're really going to exponentially, um, you know, grow the brand with that customer service um, focus. But I would say the other thing is just the ability to build and lead a team. Like if you have the ability to build and lead a team, then you will be successful at it. And it's not just success here. This is, I mean, it's success in anything, any business, any franchise, anything that you do, if you can do that, then you will be successful because where your strengths are, you can continue handling those, but you can also train people on those. You can teach people and pass that on to others, but any weakness you have, you can hire um, to fill in that gap and improve that portion of the business. So from my perspective, whether you're good at sales, whether you're good at operations, financial management, whatever that background is, um, it, it could be anything. It doesn't matter to me. But if you want to follow a process and, and you want to be focused on building and leading a team, you will be successful here. So is any construction experience necessary for this? Um... So good question. So we get this. Yeah, we get that question all the time <laughs> from candidates. So no, you don't have to have any construction experience at all. Um, what I would. So we I mean, how the model is set up is we really and you, you probably preach this every day is with franchise models, there's owner operator models, there's executive models, and then there's like semi absentee models. Um, how we have our business set up is we can run any of those three models within the, within the business. And it's completely up to the owner. So if you're going to be an owner operator, we may recommend that you have some sort of construction experience, but the majority of our owners, they don't, they don't have any construction experience at all. Um, and this is like what we talked about before is, is, you're not starting this or you're not building this or you're not investing in this to be 
working in construction. Right. I mean, that, our franchisees, that is not what they're doing. Like we're, we're looking for franchisees that are coming in and they're saying, um, I have the section 179 write off my inventory. Like I can purchase a thousand linear feet of wall. What's my return on investment on here? What is the team that I need to build and hire? How do I manage my salespeople? Like that's the person who we are, um, ultimately looking for. And really that's the person who's going to build a, a, large, you know, business with this space because they have the ability to, to manage that team. But we do. So, so background is like, we do have a couple owners that have construction related ex experience, but the majority of our owners have zero. They have no, no construction experience at all. And both of them can be successful in this model. And do you, I just thought of this, do most of referrals. Um, so one thing I think is just ingenious is temporary walls is a very searchable keyword. So, you yep. know, the fact that the brand name is a Google search keyword, I think is phenomenal. Yep. Um, but, you know, beyond that- Most people don't pick that out. Most people don't pick that out, Stacey. So I'm glad that you noticed that. That's a big thing for SEO. <laughs> it, yeah. it really is. It's huge. Um, so let me ask this. It, I would guess that this becomes a very referral-based business as well. Uh, once you, is the goal to really start making relationships with different construction companies out there because they're going in to different businesses and have a need for this? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so we take, so, and this is all, we do this during onboarding, but we take, there's two different approaches we look at. So there is the the top-down approach, and then there's the bottom-up approach. And we do both of them at the same time. But so the bottom-up approach is what you just said, is like we've got construction management companies, we've got contractors, and they're working all over the place. They're working in hospitals, they're working in the airports, they're working at the mall. So they're working in all these places, and they are most likely they are going to have actual opportunities, right? They are actually doing the work. Um, so part of our marketing and, and referral partner networking is we started what we called the bottom-up approach. So we start with the contractors um, to find those opportunities. And then we work our way up the food chain, meaning if it's a contractor working in a hospital, then typically if we're doing a job in a hospital, there's four or five different construction projects going on in the same hospital with four or five different contractors. So we go in on one job, we can meet all the contractors working in the whole building, but then they will refer us to their, um, the facility manager. So who's the facility manager here? So then we are able to meet with the facility manager. Again, this is the bottom up approach. We meet with the facility manager there. They might introduce us to, um, the head of maintenance for all the hospitals that are within this organization. So that would be how we would go that level. And again, we're approaching it from both sides. So we start at the bottom, work our way up. The other side of it is we go directly to the heads of maintenance and heads of um, facilities managements. Mm -hmm. And we try to build a relationship directly with them as well. Um, and the reason for that is, is, is there are sometimes when they don't have a specific opportunity, but they will at some point. So that is more of a long-term play that we go after the the head of maintenance overseeing 10 hospitals or the airport or whatever the case may be. Um, and then the shorter term approach that we focus on a lot more during the launch and the building and the scaling of it is we go to the contractor and then work our way up. So that really resonates with me when you're talking about, uh, you know, really targeting the facilities uh, team and so forth. I spent 21 years in the aviation industry, uh, worked at corporate headquarters, and it was a manufacturing, there was a huge manufacturing plant. And mm -hmm. walking through there, I mean, there, these temp walls, which at the time, I didn't know what they were, but 
They were temporary well systems. They were all over the place when either construction Mm -hmm. was going on or they were trying to isolate a certain area uh, to do work in. So, I mean, I can picture it in my mind as as you're talking through it. Okay, Patrick, uh, let's get down to numbers. Mm -hmm. So this is an investment that uh, the investment range Per the item 19 in the franchise disclosure document, it's 130000 to 328000 So I would envision that the disparity in that is largely contributed to what package the equipment. Yeah, is so, that I mean, one of the... Yep, exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be the, not a hundred percent the equipment package, but mainly that is what it is. So we have, again, some individuals that are coming in and maybe they have a section 179 write-off that they want to utilize for this. Uh, Maybe they just want to, they are looking to build a sales team immediately. So they just need more wall to sell, but that is going to be the main difference between the investment range. So your, the investment difference is, is actual inventory that you have to then put out into the market. Okay. So franchise fee is $49.9 for a single territory. And of course, there's cost savings if multiple territories are purchased up front. Royalty is 8%. So let's talk return on investment. So the item 19, which uh, shows financial disclosures um, in the franchise disclosure document, Can you talk us through what some of those gross sales numbers look like and then adjusted profit and what those, let's say, EBITDA percent bottom line percentages are? Yeah, for sure. So our um, we're in the midst of an of a FDD update, right? So it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, so our FDD currently uh, gross. I think we're listed at it's right at 1.8 million. And again, I'm going off the top of my head right now, but right at 1.8 million gross revenue. Um, there will be a substantial increase in the new FDD. I can't obviously say what the numbers are, but we are very excited to get the new FDD out because these numbers are going to look very small compared to those. So um, 1.8 million was the uh, gross. And to the bottom line, we were at 36.6% gross margins. So to the bottom line. So these are very strong margins. And one of the things I I like to talk about with this business is um, from an overhead perspective, when you, when you launch this and when you're building it, there's not a lot of overhead here. If you really think about it, you're buying wall, Um, We're putting it in storage and then out on job sites, but um, typically our owners are using subcontractors to start. So we're not, we're not paying for labor. We're not paying W2 employees to start. So it really gives us a good ramp up period when we're launching the business um, because our capital can be reinvested into more walls, depending on how large you want to grow or you put the money back in your pocket, you know, on whatever the goals are for yourself. But I'll say for the FDD, I'm ex- we're very excited for the new one to come out. We have very strong margins. Typically, we're paying off um, our panels in about 90 to 120 days, depending on the job. So when we put one of these things out here and we sign a eight-month contract, in month three, we've paid for everything there. And then the rest is we're covering our overhead, which is almost nothing, you know, and that's, that is the reason why um, you'll see the large increase in the FTD and in sales is because once you hit that point where your inventory is paid off, as any business owner knows, you have to do something with the money that's still coming in. So what are you going to do with it? 
put it into more walls if you want to, maybe buy more territory, maybe buy another franchise. I mean, again, everyone's got a different goal in their life and what they want to do. Oh, incredible. Yeah, this is this is just a great opportunity. And I mean, that's certainly reflected in the growth in the system since you started franchising. So on the last note, um, when we first spoke, you shared uh, a success story with me about and I don't, I want to, I want to say it's kind of, they may be in the Texas region, but a franchisee that before they even opened their doors had quoted X amount of dollars worth of jobs. So can you, mm-hmm. can you share that with us? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll share, can I share a couple different ones? Because I've got updates since the last time we sure. spoke a couple weeks absolutely. ago. But, um, so we had a, so we had a franchisee in Albuquerque, so um, Temp Wall Systems of New Mexico. Um, before he before he even came to training, he had a uh, twenty four month long project secured in the airport in Albuquerque. Um, that has already turned into a multi phase job. So he has already signed additional contracts within. Uh, the airport to add more wall. Um, and he has, I think his official launch date was the 1st of February, and he's already reordering more inventory because he he just sold all of it to the airport. And initially, I, I want to say he started with 300 linear feet. His first job was 120 maybe, but then the multi-phase projects took the rest of his inventory. Now he's ordering more already. So he's 21 days then. That is It's incredible. pretty impressive. Um, yeah, for sure. And then, um, so the other one, so Atlanta, um, the Atlanta market. So we had a franchisee there who they, so we just wrapped up our training last week. So all last week we had five days of training. We ended on Friday. So we had, um, a group of, we had four different locations in there, two in Georgia, one in Texas, um, one from North Carolina, the Raleigh area, but we had all them in and we finished up one of the franchisees in that training has, so they just finished training. They don't even have their inventory yet. And they have over $500,000 of proposals already out in the market. Um, and he, his concern now is, so he, when he was going to start, he wasn't going to buy a truck, but he's already, he, he bought a truck. His order came through yesterday because he's like, once these start coming through, which he's already got verbal commitments, he's got nothing signed or installed yet, but he's starting to get the verbal commitments in is now he is, he's getting ready. Like he's staffing up, he's buying his, he's, he's getting a truck that he was going to rent originally. Um, now he's going to buy it because he's going to have to. Um, I was just telling you this story in Raleigh. So that franchisee just finished training Friday. They did an installation job at a McDonald's uh, on Sunday. So on, so finished training <laughs> Friday, Sunday, they were doing um, an installation at the McDonald's. I think it's, it, that one's not, I think it's 30 or 45 days, but that one, he's going to be able to pay off those walls within that project timeline. So again, another um, huge success story, but all of this is the, the reason that we're able to do that is because our, our mentality as a franchisor is our onboarding is a piece of training. So, so we, I mean, we have a very strict process that we're going to walk people through and it's week by week. And we, I mean, we, definitely, I mean, we're holding each other accountable in this, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're not successful if the franchisees aren't, but as you're going through onboarding, you're learning, you're doing proposals, you're getting out there early enough so that at launch, these are the things that are happening. Um, And this is why we preach, right? We want the people that are going to follow the process because when we know it works, we want to just continue to follow that. What a huge testament to, to the model and the need within, I mean, within the communities, right, that they're going Mm -hmm. into. So as a takeaway, you know, what you just shared, these 
franchise owners are going to be continuously getting weekly or monthly recurring revenue based upon the installation and the contracts. So over that Mm -hmm. 24-month period that you mentioned, that franchise owner is going to every, is it a weekly or monthly? Or they can decide. Yeah, so that so that's a good question. I can I can break. Let me break it down a little bit. So so just how we typically charge is we have an installation fee. So there's like a delivery and installation fee. So we're able to collect revenue immediately upfront. And so that in many instances, that's I mean I look at that as that is my deposit on the walls that it's helping pay them off basically. But we have that, and then depending on the length of the project, if it's sixty days or less, usually it's just build one time and you get all the revenue at once. Um, otherwise if it's longer than that, it's just a monthly invoice. So we're collecting a check or ACH or whatever the case may be every month for the rental. Um, if there's any maintenance in the middle, if they, um, there, there's been instances where they'll ask us to come clean the walls if there's dust or debris on it. So we would charge for that. Um, and then when we dismantle it and take it away, we charge another fee. So, a, a deliver, I guess it'd be a trip fee and then a dismantle fee. So we're collecting revenue on the front end and the back end. And then every month in the middle, um, you know, in order to, I mean, part of this is right. It's cash flow, keeping the cash sure. flowing um, through the business and doing it in a smart way. Well, Patrick, thank you so much. I could sit here and keep asking you questions and break down this model, <laughs> but <laughs> I, so, no, it's, um, so fun. It, it's exciting. It's, you know, I think what I love about this brand is so many times people come and it, my first conversation is, oh, McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, you know, what have you. And they just have no idea the opportunities that exist for business ownership through franchising. And, you know, that's why I love doing what I do. But Patrick, thank you so yeah. much for taking the time to be with me today. I so appreciate it and certainly wish you all the success in, in your business of Temple's yourself. So for anybody that is interested in learning more about temporary wall systems, please feel free to reach out to me at stacy at fusionfranchising.com. Thanks and have a great day.